0: Biblical Question. We're excited if you take the time out of your day to download our podcast and to listen to us. We certainly hope and pray that Christ would be glorified, you as our listeners would be edified. For more information about us, I please encourage you to go to our webpage at biblicalquestion.com, all one word, all lowercase. And there you can find links to our social media accounts, a way of contacting us for prayer requests and Bible questions And that's what we're going to do today. We're going to answer a couple questions that came in through our webpage. And if you have a Bible, I would encourage you to please open it up and follow along. If you do not have a Bible and you have easy access to the internet, uh, you can go to our webpage and click on the daily verse there. And it will take you to the webpage of a Bible. uh, And there's all kinds of versions and languages there, and it's free. In fact, I believe you can listen to the audio Bible off of that as well. So it's a neat little app to check out when you're done listening to our podcast. We ask that you continue to hope and pray for us that we'll continue to be able to do this podcast. We have the resources to do that. We know there are many people around the world right now that are struggling uh, for various reasons, but we still have lots of downloads each week. And again, most of them are outside of the United States, which is a, uh, tells me something. But we have a lot of listeners in the U.S. as well. And so I want to say hello to everybody. And if you're in the persecuted church, I haven't said this in a long time, I want you to know that we pray for you every day here, uh, for you as a persecuted Christian. And if you're seeking out that Christ would help you find him and uh, that your persecution, you will be able to endure it and you will grow from it. And Nobody wants persecution, I, I know that. And so uh, we in the West are not really persecuted on the degree of many other countries, although we are becoming more and more uh, looked down upon uh, from our own society. Well, we did get a question today, and I don't know where this is from. Some people tell me where they're from and others do not, which is fine. Uh, the question is, how come the Bible does not talk more or mention more of the Apostle Thomas? Well, that's a good question. Interesting. Actually, there is more said about Thomas than many of the other disciples. We're just used to hearing about Peter and John, um, Matthew, of course, because they wrote books. But uh, Thomas is actually mentioned more than many of the other uh, apostles, other than just their name being mentioned. The writer simply gave more space to, again, those prominent disciples or apostles, whatever you want to call them. And this does not mean that the others were not important or they did not do many wonderful works. Uh, If everything every disciple did uh, had to be recorded, it would probably take uh, tons of library books to hold all the information. And not even everything was written, uh, which could have been written about Jesus. If you, if you would take note here of the following scripture, and so uh, verse, uh, I'm sorry, John chapter 21 John chapter 21 verse 25 uh, says, "And there were many things, other things which Jesus did, which if they were written in detail, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books which were written. And so there's a lot of things that happened in the ministry of Christ and with his followers that we just simply don't know. Uh, it's not documented for us. Does it mean that the uh, other apostles, including Thomas, did not do ama- amazing things? And so, uh, backing up in John here, chapter 20, verses 30 and 31, says, Many other signs, therefore Jesus also performed. Okay? And so, in the presence of his disciples, and that, again, it goes to show that... Uh, The only purpose that John is writing, what he wrote, was so that you may know and believe that Jesus is the Messiah. Now, there is some interesting things written about Thomas. For example, uh, when Jesus, and his resurrection, he says to Mary in verse 17 that she should not touch uh, his body. uh, But to Thomas, if you read on down, uh, he says, "I, I don't believe you guys. I think you're all full of beans. Uh, the dead don't come back. And I'm not going to believe this unless I see the wounds and touch them myself. And so when we understand the original meaning of the words here with Mary, uh, the difficulty is quickly removed versus Thomas versus Mary. Uh, I think uh, the major problem is in the older translations. The King James Version uses the expression a touch me not. Uh, if it's a literal, physical touch is what he meant, then why did he uh, say, I have not ascended to my Father? Whatever she shouldn't be doing right in and there, uh, she should be doing after his ascension. But She, was, uh, she would not be able to touch him uh, after he went back to heaven. So the Perhaps this is a clue that Jesus is not talking about a physical touch. Perhaps Mary was trying to do more than just touch uh, Jesus. Maybe she was bowing down before him, clinging to his feet, praising him, maybe not really wanting to let him go. I mean, she just watched him die, okay? And she doesn't want him to get away. And so maybe this is kind of a bad clinging type thing, a bad kind of a touch. Uh Again, perhaps Jesus said, right now, this is not the time to worship me. You could do that after I send to the Father. Um, now, he does accept worship throughout his ministry. Uh, but notice here, he says, the more important thing here, I think, is when Jesus says, let go of me and go tell the disciples I'm alive. I think that's really what he's saying. Uh, Don't be hanging all over me. It's time to go tell the world that I've risen. And so, uh, later transla- uh, translations bring out this original idea. So, the New American Standard Version, which is the one I read probably 95% of the time on the podcast, says, Stop clinging to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father, but to my brethren say to them, I ascend to my Father. Uh, the New and National Version, the NIV, says, Stop holding on me. Uh, so, now, as as a matter of uh, doubting and and with thomas in verse 27 uh when jesus appears uh, the second time thomas is there and he he looks at thomas and says here reach out uh, with your finger and touch in other words feel the scars in my hands and my side uh, so that he would know that he he was indeed uh jesus and not an imposter and if you notice here what thomas says after he sees this he touches he worships, releases my Lord and my God. A real powerful uh, statement there in the original language means more of uh, my God, my Judge. Okay, and so uh, he's acknowledging who Jesus really is. So the word touch in the King James version again, uh, I, I'm not against the King James. It's just it's an older translation and and. There's a lot newer, better uh, translations out there. Uh, and I know I have a lot of King James-only folks that listen, and that's fine. Uh, the word touch in the King James Version does not always mean a physical touch. Again, you've got to use the book that you're using, the version that you're using, and try to figure out uh, what the original people that put that together, what they were trying to say. And so in 1 Corinthians 7, verse 1, again, the King James Version uses the word touch to mean uh, marry, because in 1 Corinthians 7, that's the whole topic of that chapter, is about marriage. In the context, as you study through it, it bears out that Paul is talking about marriage and not a physical touch of actually touching somebody. So I hope that kind of clears that up for you a little bit. Um, Thomas uh, is spoken about, um, He's he actually is quoted as saying, in, in John's gospel as well, 11 verse 16, uh, the English Standard Version says, So Thomas called the Twin, said to his fellow disciples, talking to the others, 12 there, the other 11, let us also go with him that we may die. Okay, so Thomas is not really a cowardly guy. He's just trying to use common sense to, to make sense of everything. And so the King James Bible there says, Thomas, which is called... Uh, The twin upon his fellow disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. So again, Thomas has spoken about uh, more than many of the other apostles. Uh, He seems to be a brave man, uh, just trying to apply common sense to what is not normal in his mind. Uh, Dead people don't come back from the grave. So I hope that kind of answers your question about Thomas. I appreciate you listening, and I certainly hope that... uh, you will continue to listen. If you have any other uh, questions, please uh, feel free to contact us like you did through our webpage. You can also contact us through our social media accounts as well. Uh, we try to check those several times a week. And we're on mewe.com, a getter. We just kind of started that one. Of course, Facebook. And, uh, you know, I, I in the long term, I don't know about what Facebook's really going to do uh, with Christian-type podcasting and, and news. They seem to want to shut that down. So if uh, you're on one of those other apps, uh, social media, uh, find us there. We're also on LinkedIn. Okay, our next question is, if people die and their souls go back to God, why are ghost hunters seeing and hearing spirits? Well, I know there's a lot of television programs uh, that kind of do this for entertainment, I guess. Uh It's not entertainment to me. I just hear people uh, where I work, they talk about uh, the different programs, and that's one that they seem to like. Uh, I think people like to watch scary stuff for some reason. I certainly don't understand that, but that's their privilege. Uh, The only part about your question uh, that I can be certain about, and what the Bible really talks about, is found in Ecclesiastes, Uh, Ecclesiastes uh, 12, verse 7 says people die and their souls go back to God. Uh, Then the dust will return to the earth as it was, and the spirit will return to God who gave it. Uh, The second part of your question here, um, why are ghost hunters seeing and hearing spirits? Uh, It's not in the Bible. Uh, I'll just say it that way. And, And therefore, it's a subject of human imagination, emotions, uh, and even deceit. And so it's not from God, it's from hell. And so uh, the ghost hunters uh, show uh, can be classified along with what the Bible strongly condemns as a false prophet, uh, diviners, dreamers, soothsayers, sorcerers. And you can read about that in Jeremiah chapter 7, verse 9. And magicians and, and witchcraft, deviation, mediums, spirits, uh, all those. People who consult the dead, we as Christians are to stay far, far away from that stuff. It is demonic. Uh, it should not even be entertainment for a Christian to want to even to do that kind of stuff. Uh, there, there's just no room in it for a Christian. Uh, sorcery is really condemned by the Old and the New Testament. You can find one here in Exodus Chapter 22, verse 18, he says you should not allow a sorceress to live. Uh, King Saul will actually uh, go to a witch of Endor and try to talk to Samuel, who's been dead, try to bring him back from the dead to find out answers to his questions. And the next day, uh, Saul is dead. And so we simply are not to do that. Here's another example. You can find it in, in Malachi. Uh, chapter 3, verse 5 says, Then I will draw near to you for judgment, and I will be a swift witness against the sorcerers, against the adulterers, and those who swear falsely, and against those who oppress the wage earner in his wages, the widow, the orphan, and to those who turn aside the alien, and do not fear me, says the Lord of hosts. So, again, I give you uh, quotes from the beginning of the Old Testament and to the end And there's nothing in the middle of those two that would change your mind. let's look here in the New Testament. Here's the uh, Apostle Paul writing to the Galatians in chapter 5, verse 20. It says, Idolatry, sorcery, envy, strife, jealousy, outburst of anger, disputes, dissensions, fashions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and all these things, which I forewarn you, all those who practice these things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And so, here's another example. If you have your Bible, I really, please, wish you'd follow along if you have one. Uh, Revelation chapter 21, verse 8. But for the cowardly and unbelieving, the abominable, the murderers, immoral persons, sorceries, idolaters, and all liars will be part of the lake that burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. So, sorcery, witchcraft... uh, the uh, zodiac, the uh, horoscopes, crystal balls—I don't know, eight balls—all that is really has no place in a Christian's life, and God does not uh, stand idly by with that. And so, in Jeremiah, uh, there's all kinds of that kind of thing going on, and Jeremiah just tries so hard to get the people to see the the error of their ways. And they just refuse uh, to stop and repent. And so they're obviously overran by Babylon, and they will eventually be in uh, captivity. So I I personally believe that 99% of these claims of communicating with spirits is is fraudulent, it's false. Um, And again, I'm not going to deny that uh, the devil and his demons could be involved in rare cases. But uh, just, we need to honestly stay away from that. And so I hope that kind of answers your question uh, about staying away from those or it's okay about the TV shows and whatnot. I would say no. We we rarely turn our TV on. And if we do, we're very selective of what we watch. And anything that we catch on quickly is uh, goes against Scripture, uh, we shut it off. We just simply do. And so... Um, that's the best way to do it, just not to let it in your mind and in your home. Again, thank you for your question. I hope this answers it, and please continue to listen. We appreciate your time and your effort to send us the question. Okay, our next question. Does the Bible say Mary rode a donkey on her way to Bethlehem or Egypt? Well, if you look In Luke chapter 2, in the first seven verses there, it will give an account of the trip from Nazareth to Bethlehem, where Jesus was born. And it makes no mention of the make, model, or the mode of their transportation. And since Mary was pregnant, expecting her child, it is likely that she rode on a donkey or a two-wheel cart or some kind of a wagon pulled by a donkey I don't know, because the Bible really doesn't say she very well could have just walked. I am not sure. Uh, Matthew chapter 2, verse 13 gives us uh, the flight for Joseph and Mary uh, with Jesus into Egypt when Jesus was a small child. Again, uh, there is absolutely no mention of their mode of transportation, how they went, uh, again, if they walked, if they rode, uh, did they ride some kind of a, a wagon or what. It just simply uh, doesn't say. And so I, I'm i guessing you're thinking about the different paintings and the movies, uh, these uh, journeys in which artists, uh, the movies, uh, they kind of show Mary riding on a donkey. Uh, and you might be confused with the account of Jesus uh, riding on a donkey when he made his triumphal entry into Jerusalem and and John chapter 12, uh, starting around verse 12. And so, uh, in fact, that is the only time that uh, I think the New Testament records that Jesus rode on an animal. He was in a boat, and other than that, he walked. And I think I've read somewhere at one time that uh, Jesus walked. Somebody estimated one time that he walked uh, over 3,100 miles in his ministry Over his lifetime, the estimate is he walked about 21,000 miles, uh, which would be equivalent to walking around the entire globe. So, you know, back in the days uh, when they lived in Nazareth, they'd go to Jerusalem each year for Passover and other feasts that they were required to be in Jerusalem for. And, you know, you just kind of look at a map and start figuring out how many miles are in between those two cities, uh, there and back on foot times however many years. And you start looking at all the different places that he was, uh, Jerusalem to Bethany to wherever uh, those cities are all listed. And in the New Testament where he was at, dated miracles, uh, you can get quite a few miles. And so we don't understand in our day and time, especially in the Western world, we jump into a vehicle and we take off or get in an airplane or whatever, and then we can be anywhere in a short distance of time. Uh, These people had to plan out their travels. They had to know what the weather was going to be that time of year. Uh, There was other dangers in the world that uh, on foot from being robbed or murdered. And so uh, that still goes on today, I realize. And so, uh, again, Jesus was a a walking man. He walked everywhere. And it's just the way it was in the time of his life. So, uh, again, I, I don't see anything anywhere that uh, Jesus or Mary and Joseph, any of them rode on a donkey or a cart. Again, they very well could be. We're just putting things into uh, the context that's really not there. And I don't know that it's important for salvation uh, purposes. Uh, It is interesting, though, to know how they really got around. Again, I want to thank you for your question, and I certainly hope if you have any other questions, that you would contact us again. And so, this will. Uh, this is all the questions we have at the moment that we're going to answer. Uh, if you have a question, I would please encourage you to submit it through our web page or through our social media account. We'll do our best to answer it. Uh, please make sure you hit that like button and follow us so that you get alerts each time that we put out a podcast. I know the more popular podcast usually are the question and answers. We get more hits off of those than the others, but we, we still get a lot of listens around the world. So we are blessed and honored that God has done this. And it's for Him and His glory. It's to help listeners around the world to try to get a better grip of who He is, His words, and promises to us as His creation. And there are so many false teachings out there, so many different religions, and we are just trying to give you... Uh, the clear truth of the gospel message of uh, the Bible. Again, please join us each week as we release our podcast. Generally on Saturdays, uh, unless there are some issues going on in our life that we have troubles with, and so uh, we so far been blessed. We've been able to put out a podcast every week for over the last two years, and we have many people who pray for us, who email us and tell us they're praying and for the success. And again, we thank you for the prayers. If you'd like to help us and support us in other ways, you can contact us through our webpage. There is a way of doing that as well. Just because you think, oh, he's got plenty of finances, he's doing it for free. Uh, There are many people listening to this audience, uh, this podcast, that uh, do not have the resources to help. Even though they would love to, their email states so. And they just say they're praying. So that's fine. We appreciate the prayers. And hope you enjoyed. I hope you have been blessed by listening to these questions and answer session today. And may God bless you. And may he have the glory.